Welcome to WMNF 88.5 FM. You might also be listening on WMNF.org. You might be listening on the WMNF app, or maybe you told your smart speaker to play WMNF. You're listening now to the Tuesday Cafe, and I'm Sean Canan. On today's show, we're going to analyze last night's debate between Ron DeSantis and Charlie Crist. It's the only time those two will debate before voters decide who will be elected governor of Florida. And I want to hear your thoughts as well. I'm especially interested in what you think were the important topics that were not brought up. I've got my own list, and I'm going to read that to you later, but I, I want you to weigh in. You can call 813-239-9663, or you can email dj at wmnf.org. You can also text 813-433-0885. Please sign your name. So the debate was structured last night. Each candidate, for, for each question, each candidate got a minute. And then there was a 30-second follow-up for each candidate. But the audience interjected a lot, as I'm sure you'll hear during this hour, including several times when audience members shouted liar at one, of the, one or both of the candidates. I heard it a couple of times shouted at Governor DeSantis. So right now, let's hear the first segment of the debate. This is about when Governor DeSantis shut down Florida businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. And all of these questions were asked by West Palm Beach WPEC television anchor Liz Quirones, Quirantes, sorry about that, Liz Quirantes, and she was uh, asked all these questions. We're going to hear her questions and then the answers from former Governor Christ and Governor Ron DeSantis. It's been said that people vote with their feet, and their feet are bringing people to the Sunshine State by the thousands. That has put unprecedented pressure on housing. It's driving rents through the roof and forcing individuals and families out of their homes. New housing takes years to approve and to build, and workforce housing is needed right now. What solutions do you propose as governor to manage future growth and ensure affordable housing is available to everyone? Congressman, you have one minute to respond. Thank you, Liz, and uh, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this evening. Uh, I wanted to start out by saying that you're going to see a stark contrast in this debate in this election. Uh, it's a stark contrast between somebody who believes in a woman's right to choose. I think that's fundamentally important. DeSantis has signed a bill that would restrict that right, even in cases of rape or incest. So get to your question. Housing is an incredible issue as well. Uh, we have a housing crisis in our state. Good luck buying a home. Good luck renting an apartment. And it's because Governor DeSantis has taken his eye off the ball. He's focused on running for president in 2024, and as a result, we have lost things in our state budget, specifically a housing trust fund that has hundreds of millions of dollars that he, along with the legislature, have cut. I would restore it. I would make sure that we're doing everything we can to be sure that housing is affordable again. And along with that goes so many other things, the price of gas. The price of utilities, these things are through the roof. We have inflation in Florida that's unique to any other state. And the problem is our inflation's too high under his leadership. that's time. Governor, you have one minute. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, you know, Charlie Crist has voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time to give us these inflationary policies and to drive up the cost of everything that we're doing. And the fact of the matter is, over the last two years, we've now had record inflation all across this country at 40-year highs. He supports Biden's energy policies, which have made gas and utilities more expensive. 
uh, that is wrong. And I would also say this. You mentioned, Liz, that people are flocking to Florida. That would not have happened if Charlie Crist had his way. He wrote me a letter in July of 2020 saying you need to shut down the state of Florida. He said you need to force people to shelter in their own homes. That would have destroyed the state of Florida. That would have caused, that would have caused our tourism industry to go into the toilet. It would have locked out millions of kids from school. I rejected Charlie Crist's lockdown letter. I kept this state open and I kept this state free. And we now have the biggest budget surplus in the history of Florida. Uh, we have a 2.5% unemployment, Governor, second lowest time. on record. And we just did the biggest tax cut in Florida Thank history. Thank you, Governor. That's time. Thank you very much. Well, Ron, that's rich. You're the only governor in the history of Florida that's ever shut down our schools. You're the only governor in the history of Florida that shut down our businesses. I never did that as governor. You're the one who's the shutdown guy. We need to have somebody who's at the helm that understands it's important to listen to science, to do what's right, to utilize common sense. You don't just shut down at the outset, and then when it's you know politically convenient for you, you want to open back up to store political points. Governor, you have 30 seconds. Well, so he opposed having kids in school. His supporters sued me to keep the kids out of school in 2020. And, ha and how critical was that decision? We just got the nation's report card, the results from all 50 states. Florida, number three in fourth grade reading and number four in the country in fourth grade math. And if you adjust that for demographics, we are number one in the country in both. That would not have happened if we let Charlie Chris and his friends lock our kids out of school like they did in California and like they did in New York. We did Thank it right you, in Florida. We're going to move on. Well, that was Governor Ron DeSantis debating Governor Char former governor and former Congress member Charlie Crist at last night's debate for the current race for governor. And you're listening to 88.5 FM WMNF Tampa. I'd like to know what you think about this debate. What do you think about the questions we've heard so far? What are some of the things that you heard last night that we haven't talked about yet that you want to weigh in on? Here's the number if you'd like to join this conversation by being on the air. You can call 813-239-9663. If you'd just like me to read your comments, you can either text me at 813-433-0885. Please sign your name. Or you can email DJ at WMNF.org. Later on in the show, I'm going to read some of the comments that came in earlier about what people thought were questions that didn't get asked last night. And I will tell you some of my own and I'd like you to weigh in on that as well. So again, the question that I'm asking you is, last night, a lot of questions were asked and I hope you got to watch the debate or listen to it and or you're listening to it now and you're thinking, well, maybe there were some questions that I'd like to know the answers to. I'd like to know how Charlie Crist and Ron DeSantis think about these questions that are important questions in our community and in our state, but they didn't get asked. So that's what I'm asking you to tell me. DJ at WMNF.org, text 813-433-0885 or call 813-239-9663. Well, the next question to be answered by Ron DeSantis and Charlie Crist that I'm going to play from the highlights of that debate last night is that WPEC television anchor Liz Quirantes is going to ask about Hurricane Ian and the question turns to kind of um, whether the candidates believe in science. So here's that question and the answers. 
As communities rebuild after Hurricane Ian, a story of destruction and recovery we cover again and again. Do you believe it's time for new regulations, restrictions, or limits on where and how we build along the coast? Being on the water is a defining part of the Florida lifestyle. But these homes and businesses are regularly subject to devastating losses, which then cost all of us billions. Does something need to change? Congressman? You know, uh, Hurricane Ian was a disaster storm, a nightmare, frankly. Uh, we had, uh, you know, the structure go up for all of the buildings in Florida right after Hurricane Andrew years ago. And thank God that happened. And in this part of the state where the storm hit right after Hurricane Charlie, even more so. So I think we've addressed that. What needs to be addressed is how we treat a storm before it makes landfall. And unfortunately, Governor DeSantis failed on this. What happened is this storm was approaching Florida, one of the biggest storms in the history of our state, the most deadly storm in the history, modern history of Florida. And what was Governor DeSantis doing? The Friday night before it made landfall, he went to a football game. He was AWOL, AWOL for almost 24 hours. Didn't encourage Lee County to evacuate. And as a result, 100 people lose their lives? That's not a good record. And that's not good leadership. And Florida deserves better. We have to be prepared when the storms are coming in. He had access to all the modern technology you could have. All the modern radar available. And right. he still failed to have them evacuate. Thank you, Congressman. That's Governor? unbelievable. Yeah, well, look, I, I'm proud that we had 42,000 linemen stage ready to go, unprecedented array of first responders. Uh, we were able to get in in record time, effectuate thousands of rescues, get the power back on for millions of people in record time. And when the bridges got wiped out in Pine Island and in Sanibel, people thought those islands were going to be severed from the mainland for six months to a year. We did the Pine Island restoration in three days, and we did the Sanibel Causeway restoration in two weeks. Now those islands have the ability to recover, and Charlie Crist is sitting there. You know what he was doing during this? He was in hiding out in Puerto Rico. He wasn't helping his community here. And then when he got back, what did he do? And then when he got back, what did he do? His campaign was soliciting campaign contributions from storm victims. That is unacceptable, and that's not what a leader would do in a time of despair. Congressman, you have 30 seconds. Governor, that's not true, and you know it. Let's face what the facts are in this situation. So, you know, whether it comes to COVID or comes to the hurricane, Ron ignored science. He doesn't think that they know what's right to, to apply to. And he thinks he knows better than everybody. Look at any issue that we're facing in the state of Florida. He thinks he's the only one that has the right answer, whether it's usurping your local school board, whether it's doing anything else in education, banning books, for example. I mean, it's unbelievable what has happened. And that's so you time, have Gov to uh, apply science and do what's time. right for the people and protect them. Governor? Yeah, and, I, and I reject uh, uh, my opponent's attempt to politicize this because these local communities did mobilize. And if you looked at that track, everyone was focusing on Tampa Bay the Monday night before the storm. We woke up Tuesday morning. The models had shifted into Sarasota. Uh, all the folks in southwest Florida were activated. Lee County did issue evacuations. You had a number of residents that had been through a lot of hurricanes. Uh, and it looked like it may be going a little north. So people were following that very intently. Those folks did a good job. You know, the governor, our, our message was listen to your locals. It's ultimately a local decision. They do the shelters. But I stand Thank by you, every. Every one of our local counties, they stood up, Thank they worked you, hard, and they made the best decisions they could with the information that they had.
And that was Ron DeSantis speaking last night during the only gubernatorial debate in Florida in 2022. His opponent, of course, is Charlie Crist, who we heard from as well. And they were talking about Hurricane Ian right there and about believing in science. We're going to get a little bit more into science in just a bit um, when we talk about the coronavirus. And that's something that Randall and Parm Harbor wrote in to ask if we were going to hear about that. And so, yeah, we will hear. So he asks how many lives were lost due to the governor not closing businesses or schools. Well, um, schools were closed and businesses, some businesses were closed, like restaurants and bars were closed. Um, But that is a a topic that I don't want to spoil anything yet. So we will let Charlie Charlie Crist and Ron DeSantis talk about how many people were killed, uh, how many lives were lost due to the governor um, reopening businesses and schools early. So Randall, we'll, uh, we'll get to that in just a bit. So thank you for writing in. Uh, let's go now. You know, since we have people already on the line waiting, wanting to weigh in, let's talk to them. We'll go back to the debate in just a second. I want to remind people that you're listening to WMNF Tampa, 88.5 FM. I'm Sean Canan, and this is WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. We're analyzing... The highlights from the debate last night between Governor Ron DeSantis and former governor and former member of Congress, Charlie Crist. So Gary in Clearwater, you're on the air. What kinds of questions would you have liked to have heard last night, but you didn't hear? Is that me? I'm, uh, I'm yeah, on? You're on, Gary. Okay. What I want to say is, first of all, if DeSantis wants to talk about Puerto Rico, remember when Trump was throwing paper towels? That's disgusting. Secondly, I would say yesterday's debate did not talk about anything about global warming and they did not talk about gun control. Thank you. Gary, thanks so much for those points. Yeah, um, climate change got brought up very briefly. I think that was part of the premise, perhaps, of of the of Liz's uh, question um, regarding Hurricane Ian and then the previous one regarding development, potentially, but you're right. Climate change was not a big topic last night and in Florida of all states, it should be. It really should be. And also in Florida of all states, gun violence was not brought up at all. That was definitely on my list when the when the debate ended last night. I'm thinking, how can you talk about an, for an hour about Florida politics and not talk about what the governor's, whoever wants to be governor, plans to do about uh, reducing gun violence? So Gary, very good uh, uh, questions that we would have liked to have heard about. I completely agree with you. So thanks so much for calling in. So uh, we have also Anthony from Hudson on the air. So Anthony, hi, what's what's on your mind? Hi, uh, just so you know, I'm a moderate conservative, but I voted for Charlie Chris because of Ron DeSantis's uh, anti-women health care policy. No matter how you feel about abortion, it's not a man's decision or his business. It's up to the woman to decide what's best for her. And that's, that's it. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. And you say you voted. You're talking about in this election you've already voted for, for Charlie Crist? Yes, I vote by mail. I uh, hate walking up to the polls and being around all the politicians. Trying to get my vote at the last minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Relatable. All right. Thanks, Anthony. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling in. 813-239-9663, or you can email dj at wmnf.org, as a few people have already done, and I'll get to you in just a second. The phones are actually kind of ringing off the hook. Um, 
if you have patience out there, Doug and Clearwater and whoever else is on the line right now, um, give, have some patience because right now what I'm going to do is just play another clip because I, I want to get to the meat of the debate and I also want to get to your analysis and your thoughts. But uh, let's hear a little bit more from the debate. Uh, this was maybe one of the uh, most contentious parts of the, the, of the uh, debate last night where the moderator, Liz, asked Liz Kirantes from WPEC asked the two candidates for governor what they would do about inflation. And so it turned to a lot of uh, name calling kind of. So we'll hear that. Here is, here is uh, more from the debate last night. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. What are your plans to reduce the effects of inflation on Floridians if the federal government cannot come up with a viable solution? Governor? Well, we know that these are the effects of the Biden Chris policies, the worst inflation in 40 years, and Charlie Chris votes with Biden 100% of the time, and he says that Biden is the best president he's ever seen. So he's locked together with these policies that have hurt so many people throughout our state and our country. Here's what we're going to do. One, we have the fifth lowest gas prices in the country right now because we did do a gas tax holiday. We're proud of that. What we're going to do for Floridians who commute, we're going to reduce tolls by 50% statewide for all commuters in the state of Florida. We are going to make all baby items, diapers, cribs, wipes, you name it, tax-free permanently in the state of Florida so you can raise kids and get by. You know, we have a five and a four and a two-year-old. Our two oldest are out of diapers. My wife asked me, why didn't you propose that your first year in office? Well, you live and you learn. And we're also going to say that pet food uh, is going to be tax-free in the state of Florida. So this is going to be the largest tax relief plan in the history of the state of Florida. You're able to do that when you have a strong economy and the largest budget surplus in history, which we have right now. Well, that's interesting. I would agree with your wife. You should have done that the first year you were in office. I mean, aren't you supposed to be helping us all four years instead of just the last year? And Ron, Ron, you talk about Joe Biden a lot. I understand. You think you're going to be running against him. I can see how you might get confused. But you're running for governor. You're running for governor. And I have a question for you. You're running for governor. Why don't you look in the eyes of the people of the state of Florida and say to them, if you're reelected, you will serve a full four-year term as governor. Yes or no? Yes or no, Ron? Will you serve a full four-year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. We did not agree on the candidates asking each other questions. Time? Governor, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. Talk, talk about standing up for taxpayers. Uh, when Charlie Chris was governor, he ran saying he would not raise taxes. He became governor and he signed off on the largest increase in taxes and fees in the history of the state of Florida. That's time, we governor. just enacted the largest decrease in taxes in the history of Florida. Thank you, Governor. Congressman, you have 30 seconds. Yeah, well, Ron, we know you love to bully people, and the little name-calling you just exchanged, I can take it, but you shouldn't do it when children are standing behind you at a press conference and they're wearing a mask and didn't have. But apparently that's your nature, and that's too bad. So what we need to do on the economy is make sure that we're focused on Florida. You know, he keeps talking about the Biden administration, this, the Biden administration, that. 
This is the DeSantis administration. And under the DeSantis administration, the middle class is getting crunched in Florida. You can't get an apartment. You That's can't afford time, a house. You can't pay your property insurance because he's taken his eye off the ball over and over and Thank over. Thank you, again. Congressman. And that was Charlie Crist and Ron DeSantis debating last night, uh, doing a little bit of mudslinging, I suppose. You're listening to WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. This is WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, and we are listening to highlights of the debate, but also taking your thoughts. And uh, there are a lot of people who want to weigh in right now, so I am going to pause the the highlights for a second. We'll come right back to them, I promise you. But let's talk to a few of the people that are on the air on the line right now. Um, we'll get to Stephen, Doug, and Sam in just a second. But let's start with Amy in St. Petersburg. Hi, Amy. What would what did you think about last night's debate? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you- the main thing is it's interesting how we stay pitted against each other with the same old, um, you know, debate year after year after year. Um, and now we have we do have this added um, medical uh, um, rights being taken away. So I find it interesting that on the Democratic side, I lose I would lose my right to autonomy as far as choosing my own type of health care, whether or not I want to take a the job for a vaccination. And then on the Republican side, I would lose my right to uh, choose abortion if I needed to. So kudos to the guy that said, you know, it's a woman's right to choose. Thank you very much. And I also say back to him, it's your right to, to your type of health care, how you want to have autonomy over your body and how you want to heal and, and what you believe is the correct science, because we are being misled a lot. The other thing is the BDS, you know, the anti-boycott, uh, they anti-boycott Israel in, in favor of, uh, you know, uh, Palestinian rights. You know, both, both Democrats and Republicans have signed bills where you can be, it, it can be illegal to, um, to boycott. I mean, really? Really? Here in the United States? Wow. All right. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. And uh, Democracy Now! did a good segment on that yesterday. So if you'd like to listen to that, it's at democracynow.org. I appreciate the call, Amy. We're going to move on to other people. I don't, you know, uh, I haven't heard of any Democrats who are advocating for mandating vaccines, though. So you seem to imply that, but I I don't recall that at all. Let's go now to Doug in Clearwater. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind? Hey, I got a couple things. One, thanks for having this. And the other one, uh, on your last... uh, um, recording that you put on there regarding tax cuts. Um, I, I don't understand how this isn't brought up. How are they going to pay for tax cuts? Who's going to pick up the cost of, of our infrastructure if everybody gets a tax break? It's kind of a needed, needed thing. But that is the one that was added because of your last recording. The thing that I actually wanted to talk about is the crime stats. Why is it uh, Florida supposed to be so good, but yet uh, the crime stats are are uh, higher in Florida than they are in New York? We got forty two thousand or four thousand two hundred eighty seven point thirty one per hundred thousand people. In New York, there's 3,185.2 per 100,000. So it would have been nice if the crime stats would have been brought up, especially in the fact that, or in the lieu that, uh, in lieu of uh, DeSantis always saying that we're a free state and 
we have the lowest just about in everything. So that's about it. All right. Thanks so much for calling in and being patient. Thanks, Doug. or WMNF.org, that is, of DJ at WMNF.org, or you can text 813-4330-885. We're listening to highlights from and analyzing the debate last night between Ron DeSantis and Charlie Crist. Both of them want to be your governor come, uh, you you might even say governor again, come January, February. So, uh, Give us a call if you have thoughts about the debate. If you have questions that should have been asked but were not, give us let us know what th- those are as well. 813-239-9663. We do have some people on the line. Please be patient. I'll get to you in just a moment. But let's hear about one of the really... Um, you know, polarizing issues in the state right now that a lot of uh, a lot of people think um, maybe is, are the dis- one of the deciding issues for people when they vote this November or this month even is abortion. So here is Liz Quirantes from WPEC asking about abortion rights of of both candidates, Charlie Crist and Governor Ron DeSantis. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. Public health, which has been at the forefront of public policy debate for the past couple of years, perhaps never more so than after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Right now, a legal challenge to Florida's 15-week abortion ban passed by the legislature and signed by Governor DeSantis is making its way through the courts. The Florida Supreme Court, which will ultimately decide on this issue, has previously found the state constitution's privacy clause applies to abortion access. This question comes from Wayne in Stewart. In your opinion, after what week of pregnancy should abortion be banned? Governor. Well, I was thinking back uh, in the aftermath of this to uh, a poor woman over 40 years ago in Jamaica, and she found herself pregnant, didn't think there'd be much opportunity uh, to have a child, was urged to, to, to abort the baby, uh, went to get the abortion, and, um, you know, for, for whatever reason, and maybe we can't explain, uh, that didn't end up happening, uh, and she ended up having the baby. And I think about that uh, because a few months ago, I appointed her daughter to be the first Jamaican-American justice in the history of the Florida Supreme Court. I just think we're better when everybody counts. Uh, I understand not everyone's going to be born in perfect circumstances, but I would like to see everybody have a shot. I'm proud of the 15 weeks that we did. I know Charlie Crist opposes that, even though the baby is fully formed, has a heartbeat, can feel pain, and can suck their thumb. He also supports sex-selective abortions, which is used to discriminate against little girls. He supports dismemberment abortions, where they literally will tear the baby limb from limb, and he supports taxpayer funding of abortion all the way up until the moment of birth, and that is wrong. Congressman, you have 60 seconds. Ron, that's just not the truth, and you know it. You know it. He wouldn't answer your question. Do you want to ban abortion completely? He never got to it. He talked about Jamaica. I don't want to ban abortion. I want to make sure we keep a woman's right to choose available to the women of the state of Florida. And I want to make sure that we don't have a governor in the future who wouldn't even allow exceptions for rape or incest. We just found out recently about a case of a middle school girl near Jacksonville who was a victim of incest, became impregnated. Because of the bill you signed, Governor, she had to go two to three states in order to take care of this issue. That's not compassionate leadership. That's not doing the right thing. That's not even having a heart. 
That's callous, it's barbaric, and it's wrong, and Florida deserves better. And if you want better, I hope you vote no tariff. Charlie Chris has not only supported abortion up until the moment of birth, he even voted against the Infant Born Alive Act, which would have had medical care for an infant that survives an abortion attempt and is born alive. He's also somebody, uh, something of a little bit of a chameleon. I mean, he used to support a federal constitutional amendment that outlawed all abortion regardless of any type of exceptions. Now he's taken the other extreme position. The question is, is this an honest change of heart, or is this a guy that's going to shift with whatever wind he needs to to try to keep his political career alive. I think we all know the answer to that question. Congressman, you have 30 seconds. Ron, again, that's not true, and you know it. You know, I, I watched your debate four years ago, and I remember your opponent said that, you know, in the last debate, I guess he got two instead of the one we're getting. He said, Ron lied 21 times, and when you did it again in his second debate, he goes, well, there's number 22. I don't know why you are so compelled to be disenfranchised from the truth as much as you are. Maybe it's because you don't want to talk about your record. You don't want to talk about how you've made Florida unaffordable for most of our citizens. You don't want Thank to talk you, about a woman's right to choose and these other things that are so important to Florida That's today. That's time. Thank you. That was Charlie Crist, and he was debating Governor Ron DeSantis last night in the only gubernatorial debate in the 2022 election in Florida. You're listening to WMNF Tampa, 88.5 FM. We're taking your calls about what you think. We're also taking emails. I see a ton of emails that I haven't gotten to yet, so be patient, please. And if you're on the line, be patient as well. Let me read a couple of these emails. Ramil says, both sides were pathetic, especially as neither side answered whether or not there should be changes to the regulations regarding rebuilding barrier islands. The law says the evacuation time must be able to happen within 24 hours, but with all the high rises across the state, it isn't possible. Neither side even made an attempt at answering that. So thank you, Ramil, for that point. Also, it looks like maybe Tomas says, I've, I've heard no one talk about the community at Babcock Ranch that is 100% solar that received no damage from Ian. The state of Florida should not build a new home that doesn't have solar and is not built to category five code. So both of those talking about uh, Hurricane Ian. So thank you for those emails, Ramil, and maybe it's Tomas. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. We'll go back to the debate in just a second. In fact, this is a, a very important section about coronavirus, um, what happened during the coronavirus. And it gets to the point that one of the emailers mentioned earlier about excess coronavirus deaths. So we'll get to that in just a second. But let's talk to one or two people on the phones first. Let's hear first from uh, Sam in Tampa. Sam, you've been waiting a long time. What would you like to say? Thank you for having me on. I'd like to say that... Uh, I heard Ron DeSantis last night say that it was important to keep Florida open for the tourists. And one of the things that he that he did that stuck out to me when he talked also, he said how important water is to Florida. I just don't want people to forget that he dumped all that water from Piney Point and gave us red tide and exacerbated the problem we already had. So water's a big issue for me, climate and water, and also women's rights. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. Thank you. All right. Thanks for that call, Sam. I appreciate and thanks for listening and calling in. Uh, let's hear now from, uh, let's go to Fran in Largo. Hi, Fran. Hi. Uh, yes, I just want to comment, <coughs> excuse me, 
about uh, his uh, uh, Ron DeSantis proposed tax cuts. <coughs> Excuse me, I lost my voice. Um, uh, for uh, Floridians, if he's reelected, uh, like uh, uh, the no tax on on diapers for babies. What a a, a ridiculous petty thing that's supposed to offset. Uh, women not getting abortions, of, co- of course, uh, you know, things to do with babies and raising children. And also, pet care, pet food, what, what does he want to make? Florida, a mecca for, or for pet owners? I, I, I just thought, what, what a, a, a silly, silly thing to, to propose. Uh, how, how many people would that help, really, in the long run? I just, uh, that just struck me as ridiculous. I just want to make a comment about that. And, and also, all the people that are, you know, saying, why didn't they talk about, uh, you know, should people rebuild on the coast and everything, you know, important things like that. That's because there's only one debate. There should be a couple more debates, and all of these questions then could be addressed. Uh, that's the way it is. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Fran. Excellent point there about just having one debate. I mean, we got to hear from the two candidates face-to-face for less than 60 minutes. Um, Quite frankly, not enough time. Let me put that out there and say that. You're right, uh, Fran. We should have several debates. I mean... I guess I'm, I would say something like I'm old enough to remember when candidates would debate three or four times, right? So uh, let's, uh, let's uh, hear some more from this debate from last night. So I uh, don't want to complain that there's not very much and then not be able to play as much as I can. So let's hear more. This one's about the coronavirus and a very you know, important issue during the DeSantis administration uh, because it's been you know, two and a half years or so since we first we're learning about the coronavirus. So let's hear how they would answer this question from WPEC television anchor, Liz Quirante. So you're listening to WMNF Tampa. The coronavirus continues to be a significant concern. A pandemic was not something any of us were prepared for. There was no playbook, no list of time-tested strategies to stop this fast-spreading and dangerous virus. By the summer of 2020, Florida was slowly reopening under Governor DeSantis, while Democratic members of the state's congressional delegation, including Congressman Christ, were calling for new stay-at-home orders and a statewide mask mandate. Looking back more than two years later, are you satisfied with your approach to the COVID response? Congressman? Yeah, I'm satisfied with my approach. I would have listened to scientists, unlike the governor. You know, he wants to talk about how we reopened this and we reopened that. You can keep things reopened, but you got to do it with an eye toward what health care providers tell you. Not being arrogant, so arrogant that you won't listen to their advice about when masks are appropriate and later on when they probably are not, like now. We don't need them now. But you take a common sense approach and you do what's right. Ron, I wouldn't pat yourself on the back too much about your response to COVID. We've lost 82,000 of our fellow Floridians. And when you look at the Thanksgiving table, one of those empty seats is probably one of those people for many families watching tonight. And if we had only had the standard of other states in the United States, 40,000 of those people would still be alive, enough to fill Tropicana Stadium in St. Petersburg. That's tragic. That's time. So 
governor. He didn't quite acknowledge. He called for harsh lockdowns in July of 2020. And if that had happened in this state, it would have destroyed the state of Florida. Our hospitality and tourism industry, which has thrived, uh, would have gone into disrepair. It would have thrown millions of Floridians into turmoil. And I can tell you, as Charlie Crist and his friends in Congress were urging you to be locked down, I lifted you up. I protected your rights. I made sure you could earn a living. I made sure you could operate your businesses. And I work like heck to make sure we had all our kids in school in That's person. Time, Five days a week. And we had one of the highest death rates in America, Ron. And over six million of our fellow Floridians have gotten COVID under your leadership. Now, that's not something to be boastful and proud about. I'm pro-business. I want to make sure we keep our businesses open. I'm not the governor who attacked Walt Disney World because they deigned to express their point of view. I'm not the governor who attacked the cruise industry because they just wanted to make sure that their customers weren't sick before they got on the boat. That's you. You're the most anti-business governor I've ever seen. That's time, Congressman. <laughs> governor? Yeah, except for all the businesses that are moving down here and leading the nation in net in migration. And I'm proud. You know, we said seniors first. We worked with nursing homes. We worked with testing with seniors. We did monoclonal antibodies. And the result is 38 other states had higher COVID mortality rates for senior citizens than we did in Florida. And I think that that's the approach people should have taken. Focus on the vulnerable population, but make sure you're not locking down the rest of the people. We've thrived as a result. That would not have happened if Charlie Chris had got his way and locked down the state of Florida in July of 2020. Thank you, Governor. Uh, is Ron DeSantis debating Charlie Crist last night in the only gubernatorial debate in the 2022 election. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. I'm Sean Canan. This is WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. We're listening to highlights from the debate and we're getting your input. I want to know what questions you think should have been answered, should have been asked, that is, that weren't. And uh, the next one we're going to hear, we're going to go to the phones and some emails right now, but I just want you to stay tuned because the next question that I'm going to play has to do with the migrant flights where immigrants that were in Texas were flown to Martha's Vineyard by Florida taxpayers. So um, people will want to hear the answers to that. So we'll play that in just a minute, but I have some people who have been holding a really long time. Stephen in St. Pete, you're on the air. What would you like to say? Yes, I didn't uh, watch the debate. Um, to me, listening to the clips, you know, it sounds like two Republican governors uh, talking and arguing like a couple of hairdressers. Basically, what's facing the state of Florida for working people and the working class, the elderly and folks in the state of Florida, is, first of all, and I don't know if the question was asked, about expansion of Medicaid and expansion of Medicare or Florida instituting a national health care program for the state of Florida if it's not going to happen on the national level. That was too not asked. People, You're right. Too many people getting sick. Too many people can't go to a doctor or a dentist. Too many Floridians are dying. Another thing, and I've lived down here for 40 years, is getting rid of right-to-work status in the state of Florida, making it easier for unions to organize in the state of Florida without threat of being hurt or being persecuted. And so these are the things that are, and like I said, the expansion of Medicaid, most states have expanded it uh, in uh, the United States. In Florida, I would have liked to have asked Charlie Chris, point blank, would he expand Medicaid if he became governor? 
If he did, he would have my vote. And that's the pressing issue. And the last thing I might add is during the pandemic, when the country was shut down, uh, that's fine if the United States federal government would have guaranteed a living check each month like other countries were getting. We got a couple of stimulus checks, but most countries were getting funds every month. So those are the things I'd like to share. But that's the pressing issue. A higher wage, because let's face it, $15 an hour is still not going to rent you an apartment or a house in the state of Florida the way it's looking. So the wages need to go up. And the expansion of health care in the state of Florida, this state desperately needs health care. A lot of people that are dying before their time, and I haven't seen anybody do anything about it in 40 years. But I- All right. Thank you, Stephen. I'm going to move on because you made your points. Um, Medicare expansion, Medicaid expansion, not talked about, correct, unions and um, right to work, so-called, is was not talked about. So thank you so much for those points. Let's go to Jeanette in Gulfport. Hi, Jeanette. What would you like to say? Jeanette, are you there? I'll put Janelle on hold and we'll see what Steve in Largo has to say. Hi, Steve. Hey, first of all, thank you for WMNF. That's the only real public forum for progressives in the whole state. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Charlie Crist, but he is head and shoulders a more ethical, intelligent, fair person than Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is scary, and the media has done a terrible job of exposing his real past. For example, most viewers or listeners will be surprised to know that he was a lawyer at the torture site, Guantanamo. What did he do there? Probably he was helping to facilitate the legal cover for that internationally illegal torture that we did to innocent people. Now, that's just one of the many things. The immigrant flights that he did, where he was in bed with a shadowy Tampa woman who has military counterintelligence connections. And remember, DeSantis was in the military at a high level at Guantanamo. These things weren't asked. Also, he has Mussolini-like tendencies. And the debate format was so fake, they should have allowed questions from the audience, from people like you, for example, real journalists. We didn't get enough information, but we do know one thing. Charlie Crist, Charlie Crist slammed him hard, and he didn't have many good answers. All right, Steve, thanks for weighing in. I appreciate those thoughts, and thanks for the kind words. I'm going to move on, and let's hear more of the debate. But if you'd like to weigh in, there's still time, 813-239-9663. You can also email dj at wmnf.org. You can text 813-433-0885. Please sign your name. So uh, the migrant flights has come up a, a couple of times in these emails. Some of them I haven't read yet, but uh, people... People are wondering if, if they were asked that last night, and they were. So here is WPEC television anchor Liz Quirantes asking Ron DeSantis and Charlie Crist about the migrant flights recently. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. Gentlemen, illegal immigration continues to make headlines from our southern border to the shores of our state. Governor, your administration recently used state funds to transport migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Why and do you believe that was an effective use of taxpayer money? Congressman, you called the flights inhumane. Do you believe Florida should be a sanctuary state? Congressman? I thought what the governor did was a horrible political stunt. Um, You know, we have an immigration problem. 
We have a problem at the border. We need to secure the border. I agree with all of that. But it doesn't mean that you use Florida taxpayers' dollars to charter two jets, go to Texas, lie to people to get them onto planes, fly them up to the northern part of our country, and, and one of them's a one-year-old baby. Another is a pregnant woman. You're willing to use people like that. In this case, they were Hispanics, Venezuelan in particular, and have them as props for your political gain. That's not the way to change policy. You can change policy and do what's right to secure the border by having comprehensive immigration reform. That's what I voted for in Congress. When you were in Congress, you wouldn't do it because you want to keep this issue alive. You want to have it as a wedge issue and you want to pull political stunts like you did with the taxpayers dollars of the people of Florida. That's not what it's for. That's not what you should have done. It isn't funny. It's not right. And you were inhumane in how you treated these people. That's time, Congressman. Well, you say you're for the secure border, but this is all happening under the Biden administration and the policies that Charlie Chris supports. Uh, we've had millions and millions of people pour in across illegally. We've had record numbers of fentanyl come in. We now see it ravaging our communities like never before. I didn't hear uh, people like Charlie expressing outrage about that. We've had criminal aliens come into the country. We just had a sheriff's deputy from Pinellas County killed by a twice deported illegal alien who came across the border illegally six months ago. I didn't hear any of the outrage about that. It's only when they go to D.C., New York, or of course Martha's Vineyard, then all of a sudden this is, you know why? Because we have elites in this country that want to impose policies on you, but they don't want to have to suffer the same consequences that you may have to in your community. What we did, it's sad that it comes to this, but what we did put this issue front and center. Uh, I think we need to reinstitute Remain in Mexico, and I think we need to secure the border because the fentanyl is absolutely out of control. to secure the border, you ought to support policies that actually will se secure the border, like comprehensive immigration reform. When you were in Congress, you wouldn't do it because you like having it as an issue for political scoring in points that you want to have for a future campaign. And let me remind the viewers, he wouldn't even answer you if he would stay four years if you re-elect him as your governor. You're running for governor. You're asking them to vote for you for governor. At a minimum, you ought to be able to tell them if you get re-elected, you'll serve as governor. Ron? Governor? So we had the border that was in much better shape in January of 2021. The Biden administration reversed almost every policy that was in place, and they opened the floodgates. That's why we have the problem. It's not from some phantom piece of legislation. And, you know, I hear Charlie Chris talking about some of this other stuff. You know, he as a congressman made $174,000 a year. You know how many days he showed up to work in Washington, D.C. this year? 14 days. Imagine that deal for you. You show up 14 days and you make over 100 grand. That's the type of That's effort time, this Governor. guy puts in actually doing his job. Well, as Governor Ron DeSantis debating Charlie Crist. In that case, it was about those migrant flights that uh, a, a caller was asking about earlier. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. We're analyzing and listening to highlights from the debate last night. And I uh, want to read an email or two before we go to Jeanette in Gulfport. Gary from St. Petersburg writes, I thought Charlie Crist did as well as he could have given the short duration of the debate and the short answer format. I was glad that he called out the number of dead Floridians from the pandemic that would have survived if DeSantis had followed 
followed CDC guidelines and that 40,000 who would have lived would fill Tropicana Field. Christ also attacked the outrageous political stunt that DeSantis pulled by kidnapping all of those Venezuelan immigrants by lying to them. DeSantis said he would he did it to call attention to all the people dying from fentanyl. I only wish Chris had said, do you think that one-year-old who kidnapped was importing importing fentanyl? And Gary ends his email by saying, I was surprised that DeSantis refused to say he would serve the full four years, even if it wasn't true. He's going to be AWOL if he's elected as governor, spending more time in Iowa than in Florida. So thank you for that email, Gary. Also, CP in Palmetto writes, Nice, but my roads suck. Teenagers can't count out change. Indian River Lagoon is dead or near dead, and 100,000 died from COVID, affecting how many more? By the way, in free Florida, who paid the medical costs for the 100,000 who died and the 500,000 who lived and were also hospitalized? So that's an email from CP in Palmetto. Well, let's, we, we do have uh, about six minutes left in the show. So let's hear one more segment uh, here about, uh, let's, you know, there were a lot, I, I was, I have to say, I was kind of disappointed. It seemed to me that the moderator really focused on, on these wedge issues, these um, uh, like uh, culture war issues. I, I don't know. I, I, I whatever. I, you don't need to hear my opinion, but let's hear one of the things they were talking about gender transitions. And so here's the question from WPEC television anchor, Liz Quirantes, Um, And you'll hear the answers from Charlie Crist and from Ron DeSantis. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. Across the country and here in Florida, lawmakers are divided on the issue of gender transitions for minors. The Florida Department of Health has held firm that there are risks associated with certain puberty blocking and hormone therapies for children, despite pushback from the federal government and other states. Where do you stand on minors undergoing so-called gender-affirming medical procedures and therapies? Governor? Well, so-called is important because when they say gender-affirming care, they mean giving puberty blockers to teenage girls and teenage boys. They mean doing double mastectomies on young girls. They mean chemically castrating young boys. That is wrong. We are not going to allow that to happen in the state of Florida. Uh, A lot of kids go through a lot of different things. Uh, A lot of the dysphoria resolves itself by the time they become adults. And we have a number of people that have spoken out in favor of what we're doing to say you should not mutilate minors. And they went through this when they were minors. Now they're adults and they regret it. And other countries in Europe that went down this road have now backtracked. And so we're doing the right thing. It's inappropriate to be doing basically what's genital mutilation. reminds me of your position on a woman's right to choose. You think you know better than any physician or any doctor or any woman uh, in a position to make decisions about their own personal health. You want to be the judge. You want to decide about what people should do with their own physical being, with the betterment of their health, with whether or not they want to make sure that they can practice their right to choose as a woman. Uh, that's just not right. I don't believe in that. I believe that we need to do unto others as we would have done unto us. It's called the golden rule. And Ron, if you ever knew the golden rule, clearly you have forgotten it. You don't have the temperament to be uh, kind and decent to other people who don't look like you, who don't act like you, and don't contribute to you. But we're all children of God. And that doesn't mean that you're the one who's supposed to judge about what other people are supposed to do, particularly women, with their body. 
Governor? We're talking about 13 and 14 and 15 year old kids. Uh, they are not in a position to know whether they can undergo a radical procedure that physically alters their body. If you're a 15 year old, you can't go get a tattoo in the state of Florida, yet we're saying you could get a double mastectomy. Of course not. It is inappropriate to do this for minors, and in Florida, uh, we are not going to allow that to happen here. This you is a difficult for minors. I mean, you should just be honest with this people. This is a difficult issue turn. for anybody. And, you know, he talks about it like it's fun. It's not. These are difficult issues, and they deserve mature leadership. And you deserve to have a governor who understands that a woman has the right to choose, that you need to have somebody who understands and respects that decision. I was raised with three sisters. I'm an only son. I learned as a very young boy to respect women. And it's important to respect Congressman, all. Congressman, that's time. And it just doesn't sound to me like Governor DeSantis wants to do that to respect some other family's decision about what they want for their children. We're going to leave it there. Thank you. Well, that was Charlie Crist, and he was debating Ron DeSantis last night. And we're listening to the debate and taking your questions. So I have Jeanette on the line from Gulfport. Hi, Jean. Uh, here, let me put you on. Jeanette, welcome to the show. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say that I think that he should have stressed more about the way teachers are being treated and about teacher shortages and about not staying gay in the classroom and what that's doing to the culture of education. And, uh, you know, he did mention about Disneyland or Disney World, I mean, but um, he also didn't mention, I don't think, uh, about the woman that they shut down who was doing the database on how many people were actually dying. I don't remember. That was not a, that was not mentioned, you're right. And and she was fired for being honest and he was totally lying to the to the public about what was really going on down here. Well, Jeanette, I thank you for weighing in. I appreciate that. And thanks to everyone who called in and emailed. I also should say that uh, David wrote in earlier before the show. He said, I expected no less from Sinclair. That's the television company that owns this, the station that did the uh, questions there. Uh, he says, one question that should have been asked is how to handle climate change at the state level. Is there even a climate czar in Florida government? And also, would the candidates support the return of a Department of Community Affairs and the slowing of, re of development? We're getting paved over here in Florida. Also, before the show, Ron from Loot said Chris should have pointed out the lies, misinformation, and conspiracy theories that DeSantis and Dr. Latipo were spreading about the mRNA vaccines. So I th I, that was one of the things that I thought as well, that uh, nothing about Dr. Latipo was mentioned, a very controversial Surgeon General in Florida. So uh, thank you so much to everyone who participated today. There's about 15 emails I haven't read, so I apologize. I'll try to respond to you off the air. But thank you for participating. Thanks for listening to WMNF Tampa. Thanks for listening to Tuesday Cafe and telling us your thoughts about last night's debate. And I also want to thank our phone screener who is very active today. John Dunn, thanks so much. You've been listening to Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. If you like the programming here on 88.5 FM, please consider making a donation at WMNF.org. Thanks so much to everyone who donated during our recent membership drive. In this time slot tomorrow is Shelly. She's going to host Midpoint. And next up is Wavemakers with Janet and Tom Sherberger. That's coming up after NPR News Headlines. You're listening to WMNF Tampa, St. Petersburg, Sarasota, and Lakeland. Thanks so much for listening to Community Radio 88.5.